Hello, friends. Hello. I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. And you're listening to another wonderful episode of Hue I Do, the podcast that defines what real luxury weddings look like. You'll understand what that means shortly. I mean, I'm going to learn too, as all of you will, because I wasn't on this episode this week. Yeah, my other co-host was hosting with me. (laughs) Yeah, Ed, my husband, stepped up and he came back after a year-long hiatus or so. And he's talking with Tania and our wonderful guests about luxury weddings. So stay tuned. Hey, Hubus, this is your girl, Tania. If you did not already know, I recently got engaged 4321. That's April 3rd, 2021. Your girl's engaged. (laughs) I am in the beginning stages of wedding planning, and to be honest, it has been overwhelming. Yes, being a co-host on You I Do has helped a bit, but I did not know where to start. I did not know what questions to ask my vendors and how to navigate this entire process because it is a process. I was leaning on Ashley a little bit too much and I'm pretty sure she was possibly getting annoyed with me, but you know, she loves me. So I was excited when our good friends over at the Big Wedding Planning Podcast reached out and said, hey, we have a wedding planning digital course and it's everything that you need to plan your own wedding as a wedding planner would do it. As you know, Christy and Michelle are both wedding planners. And when I tell you they have literally walked me through every single process of planning and it's been absolutely amazing. So they have given us a deal for our listeners, $50 off the total price of the course with our promo code you I do. So head on over to the big wedding planning masterclass.com. Again, that is the big wedding planning masterclass.com and type in you I do at checkout for $50 off. I promise you will not be disappointed. Today we have a special guest in the building. Well, not really in the building. You all know what I mean, but we have a special guest on today's podcast. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. Thank you guys so much for having me on. My name is Mark Wilson. I am the owner and creative director of The Style Mark, based out of New York City and also a satellite office out of Miami. We are a full-scale event design and floral design studio, um, concentrating on weddings, corporate events, all types of social events, and we travel nationally and internationally. We are so happy to have you today. Um, as I told you before, your work is so beautiful. Like we need to clone you and, (laughs) but you travel, you travel. So (laughs) sweetheart, if you can afford me, I will go. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Just that simple. Just that simple. So just to begin, um, how did you get into the wedding industry? Well, this is my second career. My first career was in home furnishings. I studied as a textile designer in college and moved to New York City to actually really be a fine artist. And instead, I realized I wasn't going to be able to make a living being a fine artist. And I was running out of money quickly. (laughs) 
so I needed to get a job. So <laughs> I, ended, I ended up um, getting a job in a textiles company as a textile sales rep because I understood design and sales. It was an eight-year career. At the end of the eight years, the company was sold. I was given a severance. And I decided to embark on a different direction in my career. Uh, I wanted to be more creative again. And because I was entertaining for a living, most of my clients, because I worked nationally and internationally in the home furnishings industry, I thought, you know what? I could actually parlay this into doing events. Didn't know anything about events. Didn't know if I would be good at doing events. Knew I was creative, but still, what could I do it? So what I did when I lost my job and I got my severance, I took the summer off and then I went and apprenticed with a florist, Olivier Florals, who, who at the time was an amazing big, big deal off, off Park Avenue in Madison. Apprenticed with him for a while. Then I went on into apprentice and worked for other event designers. And after I felt comfortable, because I, the key thing about how I started that business was I knew what I did not know. And I knew I needed to go see how other companies were running their businesses so that I, I had a, a blueprint of how to work. So after getting established to a certain point with about a year and a half, I then went back to my own industry, to the home furnishings industry. And I went to my old clients and said, look, you guys have market weeks twice a year, a spring and a fall market. Why don't you let me do your plants and flowers for the two market weeks that you have every year? And that's how my business was born. So that's how I got into the floral and event design business is because I lost my job in textiles. And I parlayed that those two businesses together to create a business for myself that I've had now for 25 years. Wow. So Fantastic. that was definitely a blessing in disguise, basically. Right. Yeah. 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 I was ready to get out anyway. So it was perfect timing. <laughs> Now, Mark, I'm curious. Uh, now, are, are, are you a native New Yorker? Or do you have I, am, to, uh, I am not a native New Yorker. Although when I go home to Missouri, where I'm a native of, no one thinks I'm from there. <laughs> so, um, I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah, I grew up in Kansas City. I'm a Midwest kid. Very nice. Just, uh, nice. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving us some context and a chance to get to know you a little bit before we get into your specialty and your gift as it relates to luxury weddings. Before we get into that, we're going to briefly play a little game to break the ice and flow into the conversation, a game that you may be a little familiar with with this podcast called This or That. And the rules are in the title where we'll give you two options and you'll select this or that. And we ask that when you get, make your answer, if you could give us a, just a brief overview as to your why and some context as to what made you make that choice. And we'll try to keep it on theme with this conversation. So the first one related to luxury weddings, uh, this or that. So this, uh, would you rather splurge on the paper goods, uh, stationery, seating chart, so on, or splurge on the rental items, uh, lounge seating, arches, flatware, and so on? Lounge, uh, the rental items. Okay. This, are, are actually that. that. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and the reason why is because even though the stationary aspects are an experience that you'll have when you're, as you're leading up to the, the wedding, where you're physically there, there's this visceral visual experience that you have with all the elements that will be around you throughout the entire evening. So you're, you're, you're 
that experience extends itself. So that's why I would go with the rentals. Makes a lot of sense. What about yourself, Tania? Where would you land on that? So I'm going to go with Mark on this one, just because I'm not going to spend a lot of money on the papers and all like, no, because I have so many invitations myself. And to be honest, they all end up like in a box or something like that. <laughs> no. So I'm not going to spend a lot of my money there. I'm definitely going to spend all my money in the venue where people are going to um, experience everything. So yeah, definitely that. How about you? Yeah, I think it's a clean sweep. I'd have to go with that as well, mainly for what you said, experience. The thing you're going to take away from that event are those items that will lead more toward the quality of those rental items that will really give you an enriched experience. So I mm-hmm. think that's pretty reasonable to splurge. We have to pick leaning that direction. Yeah. Cool. All right. So we'll move on to another key topic as it relates to weddings, the music. So would you go with this, a live orchestra for the ceremony? Or that, having your favorite singer perform during your first dance, if you had to pick one. God, that's a hard one. (laughs) Man. Wow, that's a really hard one. Okay, so a band Mm -hmm. for the entire night or just the ceremony? Just the ceremony. Okay, that, the favorite singer. Okay, okay. Because that, again, is an experience. They're going to talk about it all night long. Like that sets the tone for the entire wedding, having that experience there. Yeah. Awesome. So I'm going to say the same thing. (laughs) 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 To be honest, I mean, I would absolutely love if like one of my favorite singers came and sang at the wedding. Like, like I actually want to make that happen. I don't know if that will happen, but yeah. I mean, I love going to concerts. I love a live band, but also like, I just feel like there's something about like having the person right there in front of you. They can do all their runs because they don't do that on the album, you know, so they can do all their runs and, you know, do like, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I can't sing, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm going to throw a wrench into this for the three of us and say, who would it be? Ah, very nice. So I'm going to say PJ Morton because I'm a huge PJ Morton fan. Whenever he is here in Atlanta, I'm like, I'm right there. I'm one of his day ones. And so I'm going to say him. How about you, Mark? Unfortunately passed away, but Luther Vandross. Ah. Old school. Exceptional. Talk about killing you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Old school Luther Vandross. That just, that bring bring the room to tears. Oh, without question. Yes. Oh. Yeah. I think I'll have to go with, and I mean, since, since, we're, since we're in fantasy world, we might as well swing for the fences. I, I would just go with, in my opinion, one of the most important artists of all time, Stevie Wonder. So just, it, it says, you know, enough said, really, but. Yeah. yeah that's, that's perfect. <laughs> mic drop, another, yeah, mic drop. Another one where the crowd would just be like in awe. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Y'all went classic. (laughs) I'm over here going new school. (laughs) (laughs) That's the beautiful part about it. You find your favorite singer. It it adds that personal touch, which is really should be kind of a running thread through the entire event. So I think that's what makes it really important. It makes it cool. All right. So next we're going to go to another important aspect of the experience of a wedding, uh, the cocktail hour. So here we have the options between this, a, or signature drink butlers in addition to the bar, 
or that multiple app stations based on favorite cuisine styles. So you're gonna have drink butlers, signature drinks in addition to the bar, like almost like maybe a secret menu perhaps, or are you gonna have multiple app stations based on your favorite cuisine? See, okay, I like them both very much, so it's right. really hard. <laughs> and it depends on where you're at in the world. It could if you're at a beach, or if you're in the country, or you know, depending on where you are. Um, I'd probably go with that only because it would be a little fresher. Signature drinks and all that, it's been done, we've been doing it for a really, really long time. The stations, we have been doing those as well, but there's so many ways you can really freshen up a station. So I'd go with the station, so that. Excellent. How about you, Tanea? I'm also gonna go with the stations. I'm not a huge drinker. You know, the cocktails, they're really not gonna excite me that much. Girl, this ain't about you. This ain't your wedding. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about our clients here true true oh, but goodness. i would still choose you know the mm. different apps because you know that's exciting especially if they had like different things like you know like things that you wouldn't normally put together you know so i'm gonna go with that very nice i can't disagree i think the, the apps really would punch up the event to a certain level. Signature cocktails are fantastic, as the person who loves cocktails, signature or otherwise. But the app stations would really give you a chance to have a really unique stamp on the event. You could go truffle mac and cheese, or lamb lollipops, or really start to put your own unique spins on it. And I think that really gives you a unique experience that people will be talking about, hopefully favorably, long after the event's over. So I think the apps make a lot of sense there as well. All right, we're coming toward the end. Uh, so at the end of every wedding, in most cases, you may have a, a favor that you'll take away as a keepsake from the event. So that'll be our last of that topic. So in this case, would you choose this uh, gold crusted glazed donuts or that personalized bottles of Coca-Cola? Um, I'm going to go with that again, only because that's a lot of work <laughs> putting together personalized anything for your apps as a go bag gift or um, a thank you for coming to the wedding gift. It's, it's a lot of work. Um, the donuts for me have been done so much also that I'm like, eh, so that. More than fair. Take it away, Tania. What do you got? Yeah, so it's going to be the same for me. <laughs> the donuts don't really excite me, you know, <sighs> Yeah, so definitely, like, I would enjoy, or I feel like my guests would enjoy a personalized Coca-Cola bottle. <laughs> Good stuff. And I, I think if I had to pick, and this kind of gets to a convoluted why, but I think that is why I'm leaning as well, toward the Coca-Cola bottles. And typically, I just try to think through the, the guests I would have and friends that they may struggle to find, you know, personalized items just out and about in the marketplace, right? Whether it be from a ethnic name standpoint or what have you and just may have one a unique experience oh i finally got my name on something that's you know mass produced so this is a little yeah, tweak true. and touch that is yeah. something they'll think of positively when they look back on the event so. and you know what i just thought about in, in relationship to that mm -hmm. for the coca so old school coca-cola bottles right so you get the small ones yep and then throw in a little little mixer kit with it that has a little whatever and say hypothetically you're doing the breakfast the next morning so they wake up 
They can make their little champagne cocktails or whatever you do with a Coca-Cola, go down for their brunch, breakfast or what, you know, make it make it part of the next story of the experience. Fantastic. See, Mark, it's, it's touches like that that really place you among the elite in your industry. That's just a really great little touch. So exceptional, yeah. exceptional stuff. And he definitely just dropped a free gem, y'all. Yes. So I hope hopefully y'all picked it up. Hopefully y'all picked it up. <laughs> Take note and continue to do so. Exactly. Well, that was fun. Thank you so much, Ed, for taking over. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thanks, sir. My pleasure. <laughs> so now we're going to move into these questions. Mark, I hope you're ready. <laughs> so for the first question, can you define what makes a wedding a luxury wedding? That question. I first want to say that I'm not a fan of that word. I'm not a fan of luxury, of, of us utilizing that word in a blanket statement over as if we're all doing it because there's a minute percentage of us that really know what luxury weddings are and actually can produce them. I'm not saying I'm one of them, but when I define what luxury is, I think about the experience because luxury, I think that when people think of, when we use the word luxury, we think of money. And luxury has nothing to do with money whatsoever. It has to do everything with the experience that you created. In that little Q&A we just had, we just, we talked about experiences throughout that entire little fun Q&A. And that's what luxury to me is. It's, a, it's all experiences. To be honest, I didn't even think of it that way. Because whenever I hear that word luxury, I'm thinking lavish, like lots of money, you know, a lot of people, well, me, I don't think I'll ever have a luxury wedding. However, with your definition, I can call my future wedding a luxury wedding based off of the experience because it will be an experience. Exactly. It's funny. I actually went on, I purposely went online and looked at the definition of what luxury was because I was curious because I, I have it, I have an idea what it is for myself. But then there's, there's several different definitions. Like for example, Luxury is defined as a condition of abundance or great ease and comfort, uh, sumptuous environment. Luxury is opulence, abundance, and luxurious. So think about that. When you talk about, when you put it in that context, when you talk about those words, those buzzwords we just used, that, can, that doesn't have to be money. Your, a luxury experience could be your grandmother being there for you. A loved one. Luxury can be the fact that your two best friends who lived on the other side of the country, you live in Atlanta, they live in LA, and they came in and surprised you for your wedding when you thought they weren't going to be there. That's, that's, an, that's an experience of luxury because it can't, it can't be defined by tactility or, or touch or anything. It's, yeah. it's all here in your mind and your feelings and your, of how you experience things from the moment you actually walk down that aisle to the moment that wedding is over. So I hope I explained that a little bit. No, yeah, you definitely did. And, and like I said, you know, I think you definitely changed that definition in my mind. And I think you'll change it in other people's minds as well. I have one more for you. I just thought about it. So luxury, say we're having a wedding in December and, you, and one of your favorite things of all is strawberries. 
and we got you strawberry for your wedding. That's luxury because they're out of season. So we've gone the extra mile to find out where in the world we can get them. And we made sure they were there for you. Those little things are what luxury really is, at least to me. No, and I agree. Like, I totally agree. Yeah, you definitely changed my view on it. <laughs> Likewise. Absolutely. Thank you for that. So with that thought, what would you say may have been the impact of perhaps some recent celebrity weddings, uh, some notable influences they may have had, whether it be certain fixtures you may now see in weddings, and people try to maybe replicate some of these things they've seen? Are there any particular examples you can think of, of people seeing a celebrity wedding that had X, and you can see that becoming very pervasive? Uh, anything that comes to mind? I'm going to say again, (laughs) you should not be looking at, you can look at celebrity weddings and you can pull from it things that you really love, but you should not be trying to emulate them. You should be creating an experience that is uniquely your own. Again, you can pull from things that you say, maybe there was a, a floral arrangement or maybe the entrance was amazing for you. Each and every wedding should really be about the individuals first and foremost, not what celebrities are doing, what celebrities are. So I'll speak to a little bit of what celebrities are doing right now. Because of COVID, a lot of the weddings have been very micro and they've been very, they've been very casual, but they're still very, they, that doesn't mean they're not spending money. It's just the visual experience is a little bit different and it's a little bit more tailored and it's a little bit more unique to each and every individual because you, you have a smaller group of people, which allows you to make it even more special and more detailed. That doesn't mean they're not spending a lot of money because they still are. It's just a lot of money for a, a much more curated experience. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. And thank you for kind of framing that in a way that really helps articulate with the core of the event can and should be about as it relates to that individual touch and experience that people will take away from it. So I guess in that regard, pivoting a little bit as we kind of remove that frame of luxury from a wedding standpoint, uh, in your experience, uh, where do people really need to focus and obviously tailor them to each individual experience? Are there certain areas people really need to, on the front end of planning this wedding process, dive in on from a vendor standpoint, where if they're going to devote time and energy to certain vendors, what really tend to be the ones that you tend to see for events that go successfully or align? What typically vendors represent that? I think that there needs to be a collaboration between the planners, Mm -hmm. the clients, and the vendors. You need to first, our planners are our first, first touch point in a way, right? They meet the clients, they get to know the clients, they get a sense of what their plans are, because you really need to find out what is it that's going, what what are the most important things to them? Like, figure it out, figure out what's important. Is the food more important? Is the flowers important, more important than anything else? You know, first you need to figure out and quantify what's important for that that client. Maybe for him, it's a cigar bar. for an after party or something. So you need to quantify what's really important to the, to the couple. And then from there with your vendors, you can start to break it down and say, okay, well, I'm gonna be able to give this, this vendor a little bit more money because it's more important to our client that I'm gonna be able to give that vendor. 
I'm currently planning my own wedding. Well, with my fiance, we've both been, yes, thank you. Thank you. Thankfully he is invested in this as well, you know? So I'm so happy about that, but, but we definitely had the conversation about, okay, so where should we spend most of our money? Like who is like the most important to us? And we made a list and thankfully, like we have been sticking to it, you know, but you're absolutely right. You know, I mean, like, the budget will go to whoever you to feel is important, you right. know, exactly. And it's, sh- and it should, mm-hmm. you know, and it really should, because these are moments and experiences that you want to share with your family, friends, and loved ones that are going to live inside of you forever. But I will say this, I always make sure that there's a really good photographer. Oh, definitely. Always. I'll even let go a little bit of my budget for a really good photographer, partially because even after the wedding is said and done and say you're married now for 10 years, five years or whatever, you start to have children, your children grow up, they become teenagers, they become young adults, they become adults. You go through your family marriage photo or whatever. There's, there's nothing to compare to your children being able to experience it, even if it is you know, just through pictures. But being able to see you as young people before they were there. You know, I think those are the type of experiences that I always stress to my clients, especially my young clients who are just who are in their 20s or 30s and just becoming married and about to start families. Think about your future of what your family is going to be able to see. Definitely. Yeah, we always stress that. Yeah. That and then also like the videographer, like you, (laughs) you know, (laughs) especially if you want a videographer there, you know, I feel like that's where, you know, the money will, a good bit of the money will go towards. Yeah, because they're not cheap. Good ones are not cheap. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, we know. (laughs) Oh, man. You've experienced that already, haven't you? Oh, oh, yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes, definitely. And I actually had one question, Mark, in your experience, you know, as we stand on hopefully the emergence from the pandemic and the impact it's had on the industry, <laughs> uh, do you uh, foresee any trends that may have been developed during the pandemic that may take hold and still be popular on the other side of it? Yeah, I, the, the one that I talked about a little bit earlier, I just kind of touched on is the intimacy of, of events and having events or like in New York, we it's not unusual to have a 300-person event. That is actually now going, is starting to decrease. Now, there's certain religious groups, like our Hasidic Jewish population, um, our Indian population, our, our uh, Nigerians also. Big, big weddings, right? That's a cultural thing, and that will continue. But a lot of people are going to just the 150 and capping it at 150, I'm seeing that trend all over the place and curating it so that it's a much more intimate experience. Good stuff. From your point of view, who are the vendors that people usually splurge on? I know we talked about the photography, you yeah. know, definitely, but are there any other vendors that you're seeing that? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Um, me as an event and floral designer, mm-hmm. flowers, it's flowers are, is what I do. Oh, yeah. They don't come to me unless they want flowers. So flowers are still really important to a lot of people. Interesting music bands are still really important to a lot of the clients I'm noticing. Um, I 
I try to make sure that lighting is super important because one of my favorite lines is I can design you the most incredible, most beautiful party. But if you do not like that party, well, it's all for naught. So lighting is something that I'm always stressing to people. Do beautiful lighting. If it's outside, lots of candlelight. You know, you don't have to, you know, lots of LED candles and pillars and, you know, things like that. Lots of candles. I'm doing, um, next month, we're doing a wedding outside, one giant long table at the Bronx Botanical Garden. I'm part of the Bronx boathouse and it's all outside and amongst all the trees and everything so there's going to be candles just pillar candles led pillar candles just lining the both sides of the entire outside venue and their tables running down the center so those kind of experiences are, are really important to me and and i always stress those to our clients so again so we've got me because i'm a florist <laughs> Daddy needs to make a living. <laughs> um, lighting, super important. Um, cakes are still super important to people. Uh, a lot of my clients are still, they still want a beautiful cake, even if it's a false cake to present. And then they go back and they'll give them a sheet cake. <laughs> <laughs> That's really still important. That, ex you know, that visual experience. I'm trying to think of what else it just, and again, it's hard because it depends on the client and every single client is different, crazy different. So it just really depends on them. But those are like, you know, the, the flowers, the lighting, the food, the food is always important. Cannot forget the food. That's sometimes the food is more important than anything else. If they're, if they're foodies, you know, the wine and the food, super important. Those things, those things have always been important depending on who the, who the couple is. And they'll never change, I don't think. They'll never change depending on who the client is and who the, what the couple is really into. If they're, if they're world travelers and they like food. And One thing that you, that you touched on was the lighting. And I didn't realize that I should spend some money on my lighting. Like that would have been like all the way at the bottom of my list. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I didn't realize, so I'm definitely going to have to add that one to my list. And, and, and right. And, and it, just it, it depends on the type. It depends on what the venue is offering. It depends mm -hmm. on what type of lighting. Do you want every table pin spotted? Do you want just up light and perimeter lighting around you? There's so many variables there that require lighting, depending on what the venue has, what the, what, and what the venue does not have and like, how dark does it get when you turn the lights down, you know, does it have dimmers or is it just an on and off switch? There's so many variables. So lighting is, is so important to me. And who doesn't love amber lighting? Everybody looks good in amber. Yeah, that's true. Everybody looks good in amber. <laughs> when you can't decide what color, go with amber. <laughs> Everybody looks good in amber lighting. <laughs> Great to know. Very safe bet. Okay. Good yeah, stuff. seriously. Total safe bet. So just a general question for you, Mark. You talked a lot about making sure there's a certain quality of experience and talked about the vendors that are key to helping bring that to life. So each couple would have a different end goal, but would you have any general advice for them to being able to seek out and identify those vendors that may be able to align with their vision? Well, first and foremost, make sure you, you understand what you can afford and what you can't afford. Budget is so key. Budget is so key because you can't afford certain vendors if you don't have enough money for them. So 
You need to make sure that you understand what your budget is, stick to it if possible, because I see a lot of people getting in debt over weddings. I would suggest that they do their research in terms of, of looking at each and every vendor independently. Um, see if they align with your aesthetic. That's super important. Um, see if you like, you know, just go onto their websites, get referrals if you if you can. Say, hey, I heard you worked with Mark Wilson from the Style Mark. What did you think of him? You know, was he easy to work with? You know, things like that. You know, was did he come in on budget? You know, you know these simple, these really important questions. Um, and you know, I think doing your due diligence about each vendor and seeing if they are a good fit personally for you is the way to go. Because not everybody's a good look. I'm not a good fit for certain people, and I can tell when I'm in a meeting. I've literally walked away from jobs because I know it's not a good fit for me, and I have no problems uh, referring them to someone else if they would like a referral. But I know if I've got to spend six months or a year with a wedding client, and we're already butting heads, are we? Are the energies not there? Because you you can tell, you can tell in the first meeting, then. I don't think it's fair to your to you or the client to continue a relationship just for money. I Perfect. definitely agree. And I'm, you know, as I said before, I'm going through that right now and, you know, trying to find the right vendor for you is, you know, I really thought it was going to be easy to be honest, it's but not it's, not, <laughs> it's not, it's <laughs> not. And I'm like, or like right now, I'm like, I'm not having fun right now. And so like, I'm waiting till, you know, like the fun begins, but yeah, you definitely want to do your due diligence. And when I tell you, like my fiance and I, we have definitely done our due diligence. It's yeah. Please, please take his advice. <laughs> please. Absolutely. And I'm always, I'm a huge believer. And if your party's over a certain number of people, if you're at 150 and above, Get yourself a planner to help Definitely. you through the process because that's their, their specialist at what they do. They can handhold you and walk you through the process. They can help you streamline the process quite extensively so that you don't have all the agita that comes with having to do all of this research. And we, this is what we do for a living. So we know who the people, who to go to. A planner is, is your is your is your general and and, and sort of speak in putting your army of vendors together to make sure that you're having a you know an amazing experience and it streamlines your contact between all of these different people because there's so many people to talk to it's a lot it's a lot <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah definitely. All right. So let me ask this one because I would be interested in hearing your answer. Is there a place for a buffet at a luxury wedding? Again, answer is complicated. Well, <laughs> I'm going to say yes because, answer, you know. It, it depends on, it, it really depends on what type of a wedding it is. It really does. I am personally, because I'm a snob, I will admit to my snobbiness. I am not a fan of buffet weddings, but that's just me. I like the refined experience of everyone being serviced. For me, it's a much more refined experience. You're not getting up and not a thousand people got a spoon in somebody else's potatoes or whatever. You know, I'm like, I'm like, now I'm a germaphobe. So I'm like, you ain't touching my stuff. 
sit down, you're going to get served. <laughs> I know where their hands have been. It's only one hand going through everything. <laughs> With that said, say hypothetically, you have a destination wedding. We're at a beach and the whole wedding is out on the beach. Then yeah, I think a buffet is acceptable because that type of buffet is going to be an experience. You know, it's going to, so they, they do the whole thing out on the sand. You've got the whole thing going on. There's all different types of of food to choose from, depending on where you are, say you're in Jamaica, for example, or whatever, you know, that's an experience in itself. So in those circumstances, they're fine. But for me personally, I'm not a fan, but there's a place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> true. A place. Girl, I my mean... sister had one. So. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't say a word. Went on there, went on there scooped up my chicken and tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> no, my mother in love, she really wants so a plate she... at dinner. Right. Yes. And if everything aligns, you know, we could possibly have a plate at dinner. But, you know, but I do agree, especially if you have a lot of people and, you know, you have to figure out, OK, which table goes first and, you know, walking through the line. But it's, and, you know, but it's COVID. inexpensive and, and it's COVID. COVID. Above so all else. I yeah. and, I don't, and I don't care what anybody says. I'm telling every single client for the next year and a half to two years. No buffets. No mm. buffets. Makes sense. Yeah. We are not out just because they're saying that we are out. So many people are vaccinated. There's variants involved. We don't know if these shots are going to actually work long term. True. So there's too many variables involved in what could potentially happen when you gather with a large group of people. Everybody's touching everything. It's you just don't know. So. I lean on the side of caution so that I'm covered. And especially legally, like insurance wise, I mean, girl, you don't want nobody getting sick and then suing you. <laughs> so, oh, oh yes, I know. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> people will sue you for anything today. Absolutely. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. So, Mark, I, I couldn't help but notice in your answer, you, you stroke a good balance between the uh, professionalism, but also the, the passion for uh, your opinion. So I was curious if you had any other uh, no-nos or faux pas uh, that you observe or hope to avoid when you come across these events. And I don't know if it's something like a, a black tie wedding with a cash bar or something as simple as that, or if you have any other ones that you see as not something you cash bar. <laughs> prefer not to see. <laughs> Please don't do a cash bar. <laughs> God give me strength. No cash <laughs> that gets messy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is to our people. A lot of our mm -hmm. people are, are a lot of our people are are are, are listeners to this, right? Mm -hmm. Certainly. Correct. If you don't know something, ask. Don't pretend like you do and make yourself look like a damn fool. Seriously. If there's something about your wedding experience that you don't know, don't be afraid to say, I don't know, like, what is the right way to do this? Because we as event professionals, we know the right way to do this. The, the way that's going to look the best, put the best light upon you your, and your, both your, your groom and your bride's families. So if you don't know how to do something, ask. A lot of people today interestingly enough, and this is across the board, because when we were, when I was a kid, we had Sunday dinner, the entire family. Grew up in my grandmother's house, always Sunday dinner. After church, Sunday dinner at my grandmother's. My entire adolescence growing up. 
But today, a lot of people don't have those moments where they sit down with their family and have dinner and they don't actually know how to properly eat. And it's, this is no judgment on anyone. It's just the right fork, the right knife, the right glass, simple things that each and every one of us should know how to do when we're going out to eat. So a lot of times that, that's surprisingly, and it, it, this is across the board, you would be surprised, especially with younger people because life is so casual now. They don't know how, they don't know those really basics. So ask questions about the basics if you don't know so that you do it the right way. I like that. Um, I was actually in a Bocatillion um, in high school and we learned, you know, how to properly eat at a table, of course. Um, but I haven't forgot all of that. So, <laughs> so I'm going to need to refresh myself, you know, later on. Because we live in a society now that's very casual. True. So when we have these milestone moments in our lives where we have weddings, our anniversaries, and there's a dinner party, that's a huge part of the experience. We still need to know how to present ourselves in those and also to, uh, to dress properly. Don't be coming into the wedding like some hoochie mama. Yes. Don't, don't come into the wedding with, with your pants down below your butt. You know, that, that ain't going to cut it. <laughs> but yes. again, I'm old school. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm very old school when it comes to the proper way of entertaining and experiencing something. Makes sense. And so some things are hopefully timeless. So Yeah, we would hope. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for that and dropping all of your gems so we're gonna move into our wedding vendor love mark who would you like to shout out today you know who i'm digging these days a young man by the name of braun who you should have on this show yes he is a rising star in this industry i adore him he is humble he's smart he's talented he's becoming a player and will be and will be a player in our industry moving forward so i'm gonna lauder braun today Nice. We love Braun. He was, uh, we had so much fun with him <laughs> when he was oh, on the did show. You guys, oh, he was on your show. Yes, yes, I yes. I remember that. Oh, yes, yes and, yes, and he actually, um, I think if I'm not mistaken, like he shouted you out on our show. No. Yeah. Seriously, I had no idea. Really? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so we definitely love Braun. He's my favorite. <laughs> Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? So I would like to shout out someone I thought I had shouted out before and I hate that I hadn't, but I would actually like to shout out a videographer based in Atlanta. She is so talented, super cool. Um, Her name is Keela. Her Instagram is solo w. K-E-E, so solo with key. Um, and yeah, just like reach out to her. She's done some amazing work. She uh, was a shooter on my Save the Date uh, video, friend and Hubu of the show, Shalice. Um, like she did her videography or like her video um, for her wedding. And it was beautiful. And yeah, like 
She's done um, branding photos for a friend of the show, our good friend, or B. Gandy. So, yeah, like, you are in that Atlanta area and you need a videographer, please hit up Keela. Tania, who are you shouting out? Yeah, so I'm shouting out a calligrapher who's based in Atlanta. Her name is Lauren. You can find her on IG at captivating.calligraphy. Or you can find her on CaptivatingCalligraphy.com. And again, she's based out of Atlanta, Georgia. She does wedding and corporate calligraphy, custom stationery, and letterpress. So if you want that look, she does an amazing job. Look her up and she got you. Good stuff. Where can people find you? If, if they want to reach out to you, if they want to look at your work, you know, or book you? Pretty easy. So... My website is www.thestylemark.com. My Instagram is thestylemark.com. <laughs> my, my Facebook is thestylemark.com. <laughs> <laughs> or just the stylemark. Yes. <laughs> um, so, and also LinkedIn uh, is under my name, Mark Wilson. It's Mark M A R C. Yeah, those are, those are the easiest places to get me. And through all of those platforms, there's links to get to me personally. Um, I do want to share, though, that I'm not sure if you guys know that I'm the vice chairman of the National Society of Black Wedding and Event Professionals. So this organization was created. We're coming up on our one-year anniversary on June the 16th, which is next week. We have 140 members nationwide. And I really ask that all your listeners Go to the National Society of Black Wedding and Event Professionals website. Check out our organization. It is, it is for Black event professionals who are in the events industry. It is all about representation, making sure that we're showing Black event professionals in the most positive of lights, um, giving them exposure throughout the events industry, through brides magazines, through articles, through representation and meetings, uh, speakers opportunities nationwide. Um, Take a look at our organization and check it out. And if you have any questions about it, please feel free to reach out to me or anyone that's on the board. And we'd love for you guys to join. We're again, we're in almost every city in America. We have we're huge representation in uh, the East Coast, the South, Atlanta, North Carolina, Philly, DC, New York, a little bit in Boston, Chicago, Houston, I mean, L- L- California, San Francisco, LA. I mean, we're every, and, and we're actually have representation in the Caribbean now. So we are on a mission to bring together black event professionals in all areas of the events to come together and partner, network, work with each other, know who each other are so that you can utilize each other and and build community and build working relationships nationally so that we as black event professionals can work with each other. We're not saying we don't want you to work with our with other groups but we should be working with each other first and foremost. And if you can't find somebody who's of the caliber that you need to work with in our organization, then of course you can definitely go out and find vendors in other areas. 
But I think it's really important that we make a stand and we start to really show how amazing the Black event professionals throughout this country are and how hard we've all been working and that we've been in this space for a very long time. You've just ignored us. And that is so important. So I'm happy, you know, that that something like this, you know, actually exists. Right. Um, that's amazing. Yeah. Truly, truly amazing. Well, thank you guys so much for having me. I really had a great time. It was a lot of fun. Fantastic. We appreciate it. A wealth of information and a lot of good insight. You've mm-hmm. you caused me now to uh, raise the expectations of my personal florist. So now <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could be dangerous. Yeah. <laughs> As always. I'm going to say it before Tania says what she always says. But if you made it this far, please head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. We will love you forever times a million. So Tania, where can people find us? Yeah, so you can find us on HeWhoIDo.com. You can also find us on HeWhoIDoWed on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, TikTok. You can find Ashley at Demitosh on Instagram and Twitter. And you can find me at Belsori on Instagram and Twitter. Alrighty then. You be knowing where we are every day. Well, thanks for listening. See you next week, friends. Bye. Bye.